0: Welcome to the Queen City Preachers Podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew.
1: And I'm Pastor Molly.
0: And we're delighted that you're with us today. We are. It's been a week in our worlds.
1: Happy first day of fall.
0: I know. Speaking of which, uh, just a random aside, all of you out there, Google The Onion Fall Guy. It's an article from 2012. It's fantastic.
1: Oh, wow. Throwback.
0: Pumpkin spice, plaid, Uh sweaters, crisp breezes.
1: I, know, I had that it. snickerdoodle latte Snickerdoodles, yesterday. Snickerdoodles, I mean, yeah. It put me in the spirit.
0: It did. Like, yeah. autumn is here. Yeah. It's a I wonderful even, thing.
1: I even thought the other day, do I want some apple pie? I don't like apple pie, but Whoa. I thought, like, do I want some?
0: Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's powerful.
1: The spirit is here. The spirit of the autumn. The spirit has descended upon it, us. It has. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and we continue in Luke, which is <laughs> not really going autumnal for which us. Which has nothing to do with, <laughs> with <us>. autumn. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, um, but it, it is interesting just like thinking about how these texts land at different times though, because it mm-hmm. is kind of intriguing that we kind of get these texts about relationship and about money mm-hmm. in the fall and churches typically do stewardship campaigns in the fall. What
1: came first? People do
0: drives in the you mean where the Pharisees and Sadducees like, hey, a stewardship campaign for the temple? <laughs> I
1: sense that in I 2000 that. years, people are going to need to do but. a stewardship campaign around this time of year. So.
0: Let's yeah, no. Yeah, this. I'm pretty sure that was definitely a thought. <laughs> this parable um, <laughs> is for
1: you, Christians, but, 2,000 years from now.
0: <laughs> but just the fact that the lectionary places it now is just kind of interesting. It's because
1: intentional. Mm-hmm. It is.
0: And it's also interesting just because thinking about fall and how we shift rhythms with school, with work, with other things, depending on what our jobs are. Mm-hmm. We also think about I would say to me, at least, it feels like consumerism kicks into overdrive. Yeah. With like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all of that.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And so, like, there's just
0: a different thinking about money Mm -hmm. in the fall than I think it feels like it's Black Friday, too, with Thanksgiving. I mean, I don't know. It just feels a little different to me.
1: Maybe to what I'm thinking is so, I really like that Lazy Genius podcast.
0: Yeah, you were mentioning that to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm very into it right now, but she's just. She just did one about, like, how do you, like, organize your time in the fall? And uh, so much of it was, like, setting, like, what are your number one priorities? And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, thinking about, like, our relationship with money and wealth and how we use our money and wealth, it is that, like, coming into a new season and resetting your priorities um, and how you're going to think use about things. It, which is interesting
0: mm-hmm. because, you know, <laughs> we do this all every we have stages every year. Yeah, but like, we need those in different stages. different ways, right? Like yeah. we have New Year's resolutions. We yeah. have summer resolutions. Mm-hmm. We have fall changes, right? Like but all of it. somehow but we need, we those need things. that, right? Yeah. We
1: need that ability to say, it's like having a little confession and forgiveness every new season, right? Like, well, I here's mean, the like, things that didn't happen last season. I'm going to reintroduce them we, as a priority this season. I mean, season. as
0: Christians, in some ways, it's we gather with worship and confess and seek forgiveness every Sunday. Mm-hmm. But in some ways it's the, it's our cultural Yom Kippur, right? Like it's our atonement. <laughs> yeah. And
1: the high holy days, and
0: just gathering in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an interesting, it's a powerful thing to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. And I would say before we dive into this Luke text, it, there's also something really interesting to think about with that and thinking about memory mm-hmm. and how we remember yeah. what we've been promised before or what we've promised before, what our priorities should have been, mm-hmm. what they actually are, how we're living it out, yeah. and how that memory plays into it too.
1: Yeah, the memory and the difference that they make in our lives, right? That there's yeah. this reason for setting these priorities. It's not just like, eh, I guess I'll try this. It feels, I'll feel like this, but it's right. like, well, this actually will make a difference in my life.
0: It's not mamby-pamby.
1: Yeah, mamby-pamby, wishy-washy.
0: No. Yeah. it's not. It has no. it has rhyme and reason. So hmm. or it should. Yeah, um, we hope so. And in Luke, I just want to. So before we dive in, we're in Luke 16, um, 19 through 31 today, I think. And um, just kind of to set this up, we've already had a couple stories about um, how choices are made and how those choices are ne- not necessarily the right ones or what are the right ones in relationship to money, but mm-hmm. also community and also in honoring family and father in parable, which is metaphor for God mm-hmm. and also metaphor for family of faith, right. So yeah. family beyond just like biological family. Yeah. so just want to name that before we dive into this because um, you you will see that here um, today too, that that is mm-hmm. that's in in this story as well. So
1: one thing before yeah. we go, is this the same Lazarus or is this a different Lazarus?
0: So there's arguments on that. Okay. okay so this is probably not the same Lazarus as um, Lazarus, brother. brother of Mary and Martha. Mm-hmm. Um, there is thought that that at least in the storyline um, that Lazarus, like in John and the raising of Lazarus, mm-hmm. that that imagery, at least, is evocative here because mm-hmm. thinking about what happens to Lazarus in this story connected to John and resurrection and what we what might be in the cultural imagination. Mm. Right. OK. Um. So we just don't know. Um, it's I think Lazarus, the name might be more important than Lazarus, whether it's the same character. Ooh, okay. But we'll get to that. OK, so, good. Right. I just think that that's yeah.
1: something people are going to think about right away. And I want us to like.
0: Yeah, not be totally. Thinking about it, so we can focus yeah. on some other. Things. Yeah, is this stinky? Raised from the dead, Lazarus? Is this Lazarus, <laughs> Lazarus? who uh, hung out with Mary and Martha? I mean, like yeah. we just don't, we just don't know exactly. Okay. So,
1: yeah. All right. Awesome. Let's get started. Okay. So, chapter sixteen. Sep-
0: chapter sixteen, verse nineteen is where we're starting. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen, and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tongue of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from there to us. He said, Then, Father, I beg you to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them, so that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets, they should listen to them. He said, no, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced even if someone rises from the dead.
1: Scrooge. <laughs> uh, there's,
0: some, there's some interesting mythology here, right? I mean, it, yeah. it, is, it is kind of powerful to think about like what, how does this story fit into um, just kind of general mythology storytelling.
1: Hell, right?
0: Hell. So one thing to just be clear. So like, there's some. It's the place of the dead, Hades, however mm-hmm. it gets translated. Um, different Sheol, from Sheol, different from Sheol. So it's not the endless depths. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is the place of the dead. So think about that. Of like, uh, what Gehenna? Like the the garbage dump, burning yeah, place the of burning. fires outside of town. Mm-hmm. Um so th- the place where bodies go to be disposed of mm-hmm. um so and not, a, he's not necessarily a great place.
1: his body, but remember too this is a parable this is this a is this is a story. story
0: that is a a parable um but I think it's once again it's the question of what is this designed to teach us right mm-hmm. so I think let's 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 unpack this and let's maybe start at the beginning of this story okay, so w- we have. Let The first character we meet is who? A the rich, rich man. man
1: He's got nice clothes. He's feasting sumptuously every day.
0: All right. so let's think about this for just a second. He's wearing purple cloth for his mm-hmm. outer cloaks, which means he's he's got money. Richie, purple, rich purple. yeah, purple signifies wealth. Mm-hmm. Also, the language, the fabric, um the language that's used for his un- his li- the linens underneath, the garments underneath. Is like he's also wearing the poshest underwear. Like, <laughs> this is not just that, like, he's wearing a really nice coat. Mm-hmm. It's that, like, everything that he's wearing,
1: everything he owns is, is of the finest is quality. Is of the finest
0: quality, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so add on top of that, that this man is partying every day. That's a lot he's of partying. Every day. It's it is. a lot
1: of rich food, so that doesn't make you feel great.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure that's the point of this, but yeah. Yeah, yeah no, he, oh. you, you kind of gotta wonder. Um...
1: Is it heartburn? Is those the fires of Hades? <laughs> fires of Hades is
0: heartburn. <laughs> That'll preach. Um, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. Huh.
1: But there's a certain sense of like gluttony here, right? There is.
0: And also a certain sense of of also already a hinting at irresponsibility. Mm-hmm. Because Because
1: way more than he needs.
0: Way more than he needs. But also if he's feasting every day, that means he's not taking a Sabbath.
1: Oh, which also means
0: that those who work for him are not getting a Sabbath. Sabbath, Yeah, which means that he's already not paying attention to what he should be doing. Mm -hmm. Right. So even even in the first verse of this parable, we're hinted at what is going on here is that the rich man is not necessarily paying attention in ways that he should be. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: And I think to the gate. Right. So he has like these gates around his house. As well, so right? So it's a gated a compound, community, yeah. A it's a compound kind of situation, yeah, right? yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so, um, so we have him. Mm-hmm. Then the next character we have is Lazarus. All right, mm-hmm. so and Lazarus—the name here is interesting because Lazarus literally means the one whom God helps. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is kind of ironic at the beginning of this because it feels like that's not who God is helping. But then, in the story later, <laughs> yeah. God helps him. Yeah. So, so anyway, so just naming that. But let's unpack what is going on with Lazarus because this is kind of grisly parable telling right here. So, poor man named Lazarus mm-hmm. with Source. sores. Okay. So he is not healthy. Yeah. And it's visibly so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. Who. Long to satisfy his hunger. So he's also hungry, mm-hmm. right? So he's not getting enough to eat. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and the parallel, too, that we're hearing here between we get the rich man, what he's wearing, this beautiful clothes, Lazarus, what he's wearing, sores. Right. right. What he's eating, sumptuous food, what, what la- he's Lazarus is eating, some whatever that satisfies his hunger.
0: Right. There's this great and parallel in the story. There is. And there's also, so, and then we have these, the dogs licking his sores, mm-hmm. which, you know, we in you know, a Western mindset were kind of like, yeah, oh, that's kind of weird. Um, just, I mean, and a long, for interpretation of this passage for a long period of time was like, well, that's a sign of just how bad it is. Mm-hmm. But in reality, there was no notion that dog licking a sore actually had. Medicinal, pro- I mean, dog saliva is oh. generally antiseptic.
1: So the dogs like, pity the, him more than the person. Bingo,
0: mm-hmm. that's that's the yeah. important part of this in this parable yeah. is that like is that the dogs offer him comfort that he's not getting anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. we
1: think to how dogs are viewed in the society. Remember, we the one parable with the woman and the child. Yeah, who even the dogs get, get the, the, the scraps crumbs. from right. the table. Yeah, right. The dogs are so lowly. Right. Yeah. And yet they're the ones showing pity to this poor person.
0: Right. And dogs aren't rejected, by the way. I mean, just as a an aside, like there were Jews owning dogs and having dogs mm-hmm. in households in this time. But they're time. animals. But they're animals. Mm-hmm. And animals have a different place in a household than people. people. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's worth paying attention to. So it's interesting. So we have Lazarus set aside this way, rich man. In some ways, these are caricatures almost, right? Yeah. It's built up. And then we get what happens. So poor man, not even named Lazarus in this one, dies mm-hmm. and is carried away by angels oh, to be with Abraham.
1: Almost like a, like a, Elijah, you know. Right.
0: Lift it up. Yeah. There's that imagery. There's also that in some ways resurrection imagery, which we also mm-hmm. get at the way end of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, brought back from the dead. But like there, there are things that they would, in their cultural memory, they would be thinking about. Like, Elijah, like, on the clouds, lifted up. Yeah. Um, angels lifting you up. I mean, even thinking about Psalms. Mm-hmm. Like, we get that imagery as God acting on behalf of someone.
1: hmm
0: And then the rich man also died and was what?
1: Buried.
0: Interesting, right?
1: Do they mean in a tomb or do they mean in the earth? I wonder. I think
0: they mean and was buried, buried meaning that, like, mm-hmm. he's... So the difference he is that... He has a burial. ...is that he is... He is placed in the earth Mm -hmm. rather than being lifted Mm -hmm. to heaven Mm -hmm. or the heavens. Right. Um, And so in some ways, maybe that's just a contrast. It might not actually be as theological imagery as we need it to be. I'm not sure what the parable where that goes. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is that then Abraham gets involved. Right.
1: (laughs) Father Abraham. Father Abraham.
0: Who had many sons. Um,
1: Many sons had father Abraham. Abraham. (laughs) I am one of them.
0: Yeah. Not a son. Not a son. A child. Had many children. Whatever. So saw Abraham with Lazarus, all right? So the rich man sees Abraham with Lazarus, and he's like, hey, wait a second. Now, first off, this is just a reminder. This is a parable. It's a story. But it's also this fits in kind of the mythological world that you could see between realms mm-hmm. like that that heaven and hell are not that it's not necessarily you can go back and forth, but that you can see into one another.
1: Mm-hmm. See how the other half is living. Is living. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but so so the rich man sees them over there mm-hmm. and he calls out. He's like, have mercy on me and send Lazarus mm. Mm. to dip his finger in the cool and a Touch it to my tongue to cool me off.
1: Yeah, so Lazarus is still your servant. Right? Right. He's still less than you.
0: Which is really interesting because here this guy is in the place of the dead. Mm-hmm. And what is he still doing?
1: Still treating Lazarus like garbage, right? Yeah.
0: And here's the interesting piece. Mm-hmm. What do we find out in just in that single phrase? He called out, "Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus." What did he know about Lazarus?
1: He knew his name. Whoa, yeah. Mm.
0: So he knew who Lazarus was. And uh-huh. did he ever help him? No,
1: no. But now he wants Lazarus to help him.
0: Now he still wants Lazarus to help mm-hmm. him, right? It's it's in, it's really interesting because it's in some ways what we're hearing is we're hearing that the rich man's failure is not just his decadence, mm-hmm. but it's also that he has failed to offer any help, mm-hmm. and then he's continuing mm-hmm. to fail to offer any help. changed at all. Even though he knows and has known who Lazarus is and that he is in need. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: There's a sense that the real sin here is the inability to change. I think that's what you're kind of saying. The sin is
0: the inability to change and also the inability... To help those in need or unwillingness to help those in yeah. need, yeah, right, like that it is not his decadence itself that yeah. is the sin, it is that he is not responding to those in need,
1: yeah it's the matthew twenty five right right yeah yeah, when I was in jail, did you visit visit me? me
0: when I was hungry, did you feed me mm-hmm. yeah, and it's that it's essentially it's like nope, no. you didn't the answer is rich no. man mm-hmm. yeah. And so it's really the interesting because then he's sa- like Abraham says, no, you received your good in your lifetime. Lazarus received misery in his lifetime and mm-hmm. is now at peace, um, which is a really interesting. I mean, we could dive way in, into that. Um, but what it is it is is interesting is it's not like it's not karma. Um, I think that like this isn't a, a, like you getting your just desserts. Mm this is just reality, right? Mm-hmm. That the promises to God's children mm-hmm. is always there—the
1: mm-hmm. comfort, the, and the comfort, and being the peace. With Abraham, but it's
0: reliant upon adhering to the promises that God has made to us in covenant. Yeah, I right? think there's
1: this hard kind of there's this difficult thing to communicate between relational, like the yeah. reciprocalness of the relationship between us and God, and the promise of grace. Yeah, like there's this fine. I feels like there's this very fine line here of like, oh, gosh, you know, if I don't do the right things, am I going to the Hades with the rich man? You know,
0: well, and it's
1: but then don't I trust in God's grace? But then what if I don't always do the right things? And then you get kind of trapped in this. And cycle. in some
0: ways, I think Luther, I mean, I haven't read Luther on this um, mm-hmm. or any Reformation theologians. Full disclosure. But um
1: <laughs> here's what I think they say. <laughs> here's what I'm going to say
0: that I think they would say, because I think this is a really interesting piece, is that not once does the rich man ask God for help.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not once does he repent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not once does he acknowledge that God's promise is there for him if he were only to acknowledge that it's not he who is in control.
1: Yeah. And it's a caricature too, right? right.
0: But I mean, it, it's a parable, but it's a reminder mm-hmm. that like, you can that in some ways it's a reminder that hell is the absence of God and the rejection of God and of God's grace,
1: and the whole idea of I think from what like at least where I went with my sermon last week about thinking that we can do it on our own, right, yeah,
0: that too, absolutely
1: this whole idea of it rests within me, you know, in my abilities in my sense right right, yeah that, absolutely um, what was I th- oh um. Burr, 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 burr. Because it is, and then it's like to quench my thirst. You know, it's not to change my heart. It's superficial. Right. It's
0: about my comfort. Mm-hmm. It's not actually about being okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this missing the point. And and then he even goes on and further and says, and by the way, send him so that my brothers don't get this same struggle that I have, mm-hmm. which is really funny because instead of saying, can I change my situation? He doesn't do. He says, well, can you send Lazarus to go deal with my brothers? Yeah. And and Abraham is like, no. Yeah. And I love this response. You have Moses and the prophets, essentially. He's mm-hmm. this like, can, I just kind of feel like this is dripping with sarcasm.
1: You don't get special treatment
0: or like you know? it's like. Didn't you hear them? The first time, the second yeah. time, the third time, every time that you should have been in temple mm-hmm. and heard all of this.
1: What were you doing? What were you
0: doing? <laughs> These promises have been laid out to you. You know how this is. You don't need Lazarus. You need to just open your eyes to what is already there.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. What is it? And then we finally get the, if, if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent.
0: Right. <laughs> right. And then he's like, he's like, nope they have the Moses and the prophets. They won't be convinced because of resurrection.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not, if they've not, not if they're wow. not convinced by Moses and the prophets.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is really, it's really interesting because...
1: I like that.
0: I do too. And mm-hmm. a part of it, what I love about this too, is that in some ways this says pr- our problem with faith is not proof. Mm-hmm. Our problem with faith is all the distractions to get in the way. Mm, mm mm-hmm right yeah that like the proof isn't going to change his mind yeah it's that he has to set aside his obsession with
1: Mm -hmm.
0: wealth comfort whatever Mm -hmm. um, and actually pay attention to the world around him and the people around him and god Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of like that yeah it's not it's not about proof
1: yeah you know, I think, too, sometimes we condense it too much to be like, Jesus died and was raised for the dead for our sins.
0: Yeah, we do condense it to that right? often. We right? We say that. Yeah.
1: But this is saying, nay, nay. It is about all these other things, right? It is about all the things that the prophets taught you and all the things that you know Jesus will teach you. Right. right? Those are all a part of it, too. It can't just be like, what, what's his name? Con- Constantinople.
0: Oh, Constantine. Constantine, yeah.
1: Constantinople. Constantinople.
0: <laughs> Istanbul.
1: Constantine, right? Where yeah. he's like baptized on his deathbed to cover him with right, sins. Right, right. It's like, well... This kind
0: of flies in the face of that.
1: Right? It's like, no, because you didn't care about any of that for your entire life, so like...
0: Yeah, in some ways, it's it's this, this basically, in Luke's worldview, right? In some ways... Jesus' resurrection is not proof
1: mm-hmm.
0: of God's love and grace. Yeah. It is yet another reminder of that. And mm-hmm. but the power is actually in that death and sin and other things aren't actually victorious. Right? Like yeah, it's yeah. it's not that like it's, we, just it's, a piece it's not of that the we puzzle. needed Jesus to go to the cross because we just wouldn't believe it otherwise yeah right like yeah. it's not that it's not that it's that it is a piece of this story mm-hmm. in this also longer narrative of Luke of empire and mm-hmm. wealth and power and poverty and the challenges of yeah of cultural dynamics yeah. but like i think that's that's a powerful thing to name mm-hmm. is that like the story of Jesus and the what he is preaching goes back to Moses and the prophets, and that's kind of what this parable is reminding us of, mm-hmm. right? Is this that, that this is old? Yeah. Jesus, what Jesus is bringing is mm-hmm. not, it's new, mm-hmm. because it's also it's for everybody. It's beyond just a a Jewish community, and it it's radical because it also yeah. sh- gets rid of a lot of the minutia. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also old. It's like yeah. the promises and how we are supposed to care for one another are not new to us to hear. No. Right.
1: No. And I wonder, too, if we um, look at it as, like, this in-the-present cautionary tale, as opposed to, like, okay, if you live this really, like, banging life, and then you die, you're going to go to hell, right? Yeah. Or, like, if you live this really miserable life, and then you die, you're going to go to heaven, right? I wonder if we look at it as, like, more... um, it never says the rich man is happy, right? Mm. And then he dies and he's miserable, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is, could not the rich man be feeling like the flames were licking his feet while he's sumptuously eating that dinner? Could be. And looking out and seeing Lazarus. And could not Lazarus, as the dogs are licking his wounds, see Abraham b- beside him? Maybe and be comforted by that, right? And like,
0: that's kingdom here and now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because I, I, I do think like one of the things that is that I think Luke tries to pound into us over and over again is God's kingdom is not how our world works. Yeah. And I think what you just named is a powerful thing to say, which mm-hmm. is that that king. What is to say that that kingdom is already isn't already breaking in? Yeah, you in know, that way.
1: And like, what brings us happiness in life, and what brings yeah. us joy and peace. Is it really like the fine linens and the sumptuous food? Is that really where our joy is coming from? Right. It doesn't mean that they're not like like likable or enjoyable at times. But, you know, what will really excuse me, what will really sustain us in this life is kind of what I was thinking about. Sorry. I had that kind of tangential thought.
0: Well, I think I I think that's true. And I think Mm. it's also it's not just what will sustain us, but also. What is important in the eyes of God?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the in the eyes of God, neighbors.
0: it's it's that it's it's turning towards our neighbor and actually lifting up our mm-hmm. neighbor. Yeah, I mean that this isn't just like saying, "Rich man, you should put more money in the offering plate." Mm-hmm. This is, "Rich man, why didn't you give your workers a Sabbath? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you help hire more people? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you figure out how to be a better steward of your resources in the community that you're living in?" Yeah. Um, why didn't you offer medical care to Lazarus, right? like
1: yeah, um, and I wonder what he really wants his brothers to do because he never voices it right no, He never no. voices what the actual wrong is that he's done.
0: No, and this is another interesting piece to this um, and then we should probably wrap up, but like is thinking about family in this passage mm-hmm. is that one of the things that in in Luke 2, I mean we've heard this quite quite a bit is that um, Jesus reframes family. Mm-hmm. Family is the family of faith. Yeah. It is not biology.
1: So Lazarus is
0: his and family. And so Lazarus is fa- is his family. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, this is a reminder that if Abraham is his father, Abraham, well, Abraham's also Lazarus's father. Mm-hmm. So wait, who's his brother? Lazarus? Yeah. So if he's going to his brothers, is he also missing the fact that Lazarus is also his brother? brother? Yeah, and that's and the priorities that, thing. Is right? he missing that his family of faith is actually is as important if not more important than his biological family Mm, mm -hmm. um how how that nuance goes that's Mm -hmm. a debatable interesting thing but like it's i just find that it's kind of i mean it's it's yet another reminder that the rich man is missing the point
1: yep he's missing the point
0: yeah which he
1: can't see the forest for the trees which is what i told the my bible study today about the israelites when no, they, they stone can't. when they stone the guy who's picking up sticks oh, right man. after they yeah. have just thought about stoning Joshua for telling him the the promised land is good for them yeah 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 <laughs> gosh there yeah. yeah it's a hot mess it's so easy to be focused and turned inward to ourselves
0: it is and mm-hmm. also it's so I think it is so easy to be distracted mm-hmm by the pressures of the world around us, whether it be wealth or comfort, mm-hmm. or even whether it just be the busyness and the craziness and the discomforts and even even sometimes the challenges that might we might view closer to hunger or poverty, mm-hmm. but that they get in the way of being present yeah. to one another and to God. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder if one of the one of the things that this parable is reminding its hearers is, hey. <laughs> Have you paused mm-hmm. and like checked out where you are with God recently? Yeah. And also, how are you doing with your siblings in Christ mm-hmm. or your siblings in faith? Period. Mm-hmm. Like, are you you paying attention? Yeah. Like, um,
1: I think that's something really important that people need to hear. Yeah, I yeah.
0: think that's a powerful thing. I it, think it's it,
1: even you saying that right now in that moment. It really gave me like pause like oh i do need to think about that you know
0: yeah and i think like it's really powerful to think about like also like that often you know what are the decisions and how do we make decisions in our own lives of how we help and who we help Mm -hmm. and also what what our day-to-day life looks like in relationship to one another and and i think that unpacking those pieces i'm not saying you should y'all should like sit down and do this like in a massive moment but Mm i i feel like that unpacking some of that is really helpful
1: yeah I agree Um,
0: and and I think that this passage as strange as it is offers Mm -hmm. us entrance into some of that conversation yeah 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 very good but keep on wearing purple y'all and uh please
1: (laughs) moral of the story it's not about your underpants it's not about your underwear (laughs) it's
0: not about your purple (laughs) it's about who you are and how you are in this world Yes. Um, <laughs> beloved child <laughs> of God. It's not about your underpants. It's about your, <laughs> your
1: right? outer look. It's, it's, it's,
0: it's about how you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, I mean, I'm not exactly sure where I'm going yet, but I'm I'm excited to preach on this this weekend. God, I, I it's look a cool forward text, to hearing so. it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and thank you all for, for being with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been listening to the Queen City Preachers podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew.
1: And I'm Pastor Molly.
0: Be well, friends.